Welcome to the Fifth Quarter Podcast. My name's Rick Samprin. The Tiger Cats fumbled away another game, this time losing to the Elks. Oh, it's an electric Fifth Quarter Podcast, and it starts now. We've been talking Tiger Cats football for over 50 years. Welcome to the Fifth Quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the fifth quarter. It's powered by Eastgate Ford, and you're listening to it live on 900 CHML on CHML's Facebook page, um, 900CHML.com, the Radio Player Canada app, um, who knows where else, on the big megaphone. What in the world did we just witness? Did anyone in their right mind think that this Ticats team would be 0-4 to start 2022? Not me. <laughs> and after, after Edmonton names Trey Ford as their starting quarterback, I thought, well, the road is paved here for the Ticats to finally get their first win of the season. But lo and behold, they still have a big fat donut in the win column. After they fumbled what was surely a victory tonight, fumbled it away, and it is the Edmonton Elks who are going home on their plane with a smile that stretches from ear to ear as they are now 1-3 and three on the season, and the Tiger Cats are 0-4, 29-25, the final in favor of Of the Elks, who never led in this game until Dane Evans was tackled and fumbled and Jalen Collins ran it in for a touchdown, and that was it. What is going on with this team? Can you put a finger on it? I mean, there are stretches where they look good. There are stretches in which they look like I don't know, not a pro team, not a professional outfit, at least on the field. I'm not talking about the off-field stuff. On the field right now, this team is deservedly the worst in the league. They have not even close put together a 60-minute affair. They're turning the ball over left, right, and center. Four more turnovers tonight, 17 points off those turnovers. That's the ball game. You play a clean game, you're going to win the game. Yikes. Player of the game tonight for me is Trey Ford. First CFL start on the road. And while the stats don't jump out at you, although he did run for a game-high 61 yards on six carries, 15 of 26, 159 yards through the air, one TD, one interception, the stats aren't... Nathan Rourke-like. But for a kid who was drafted just a few months ago to make his first start on the road against what I think is an elite defense still and win the ball game, he's my player of the game. You don't have to agree. You can say no one. You can say the fans for showing up instead of going out to Bayfront Park to watch the fireworks. They saw a meltdown of epic proportions again. And this team is... In the toilet right now. I I cannot put my finger on what is going on with this football team. Bad turnovers, more tipped interceptions, 
can't play worth a lick in the second half. Ran the ball okay today, I would say. Wes Hills, sure, encouraging. Eight carries, 40 yards. Matt Schiltz in the first quarter, man, he looked good in the Wildcat. They committed to the run. And they got a special teams touchdown. Got a turnover on D early in the ballgame, which resulted in no points. And once again, we are looking at a team that has come out of the gate like they did in 2017, like a mushroom cloud went off. And I'm not sure what to make of it. And I'm not sure what's going to happen or if a shoe is going to drop or someone's going to lose their job. I'm not one to call for people to get their heads chopped off. I know that's going to happen on this program, and that's fine. This program's for you. All right, I've said my piece. Now let's hear from you at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cellular device. He's been waiting even before the fifth quarter began. Ticats postgame is on, and Dave from Grimsby's calling into the program. Dave, hello. Fire away. Oh, Rick. So, you know, I know Fulty, Fulty tweeted you saying he wants the, uh, the fifth quarter callers to call in haiku, but, you know, it's been since elementary school, probably since I did the, the haiku, and I don't know the rules and regulations of a haiku anymore, but I will say this. The Ticats are P-U, like Pepe Le Pew, and you know what? Even though it looks bad right now, I'm not losing faith yet because I think there's, there's to me, three three major things wrong with this team, and if I can see it, I hope Coach O can see it. And, uh, you know, for me, number one is the offensive coordinator. He's the only one left over from the Austin era. You know, um, you know, the D coordinator is Steinauer's D coordinator. You know, Ryan Bold left after last season. So finally, you know, the, the Austin era special teams, you know, Steinauer's got his own guy in there. But, you know, the offensive coordinator is still around. And to me, it, it's, it's, it's the glaring weakness of the team right now is the offense. And even that last play where, where, where Evans fumbled it, why are you even calling that play? Especially earlier in the game when, when Matt Schultz did so good out of the uh, the Wildcat. Why not have Matt Schultz in there doing that play? Why not hand it off to the running back, who's probably not going to fumble, just plow forward like Hills does, and, and get a couple yards, get the clock running? Why is he even calling that play? It doesn't make sense to me. It's putting Dane, Dane Evans in, in a bad position because he's already had fumble problems this this year. And what are you expecting him to like run off some 20-yard run? He's not like a running quarterback. Like I just don't even understand the play call and and that just sums up what this year has been is is terrible offense. It's a terrible offensive coordinator and and they have to they have to go somewhere else with them. So I I don't know if you you have a comment on that, but I, I have two quick other things as well. Well, I will jump on the the running play. I don't understand for the life of me why that play was called. If you're going to run it, sure, hand it off. I mean, a horrible play call, top to bottom. Especially knowing Evans had turnover and fumble problems this year. Why would you put him in that position? He was probably, you know, the, the game was in his hands, and he's had fumble problems this year, turnover problems. The receivers are having fumble problems, or not fumble, but the, not making the catch and putting it in, into the defender's um, hands. And then that's my second glare and weakness, Rick, is, is the, the receivers. I think you've got good receivers in Addison. You've got a good receiver in Tim White. You've got a good re- receiver in Dunbar. But 
you know, they signed the, this this Canadian uh, Durant, and he hasn't played yet. And you know, to me, Poppy White, he's he's an expendable player. I, I don't think he's fantastic on offense. You know, and you know, Lawrence Wood seems to be the returner now. So you know, why not take one of these big, tall kids that they played in the preseason and put him in Poppy White's spot? They're lacking size that receiver big time. And even that interception, the throw to Poppy White, if that's a big receiver there, it might be different. But they have no big receivers, none of them. And hopefully Durant comes back too soon. He's a bigger receiver, but they need to put another bigger receiver in there because it's all small guys out there. There's no deep plays. There's no, you know, Dunbar's got a couple big deep plays, but he's been wide open. There's no guys out there to fight for the ball. The, the, the little guys like White and, and Addison try to fight for the ball, but there's no big receivers in there. There's none. All right, and what's your third factor? The kicker. Again, tonight he misses two field goals. If he has one of them tonight, of those two, then they have a chance at the end of the game to kick the winning field goal. But he missed two. He missed two. It's simple as that. And he didn't even get a point for one of them. And, and the, the Elks guy ran it out, and I was like, wow, that was stupid, because I think he got to like the eight or something like that. So they got a couple first downs, punted it away, didn't cost them anything. It, it, you know, Even if they get one point on that play, they're a field goal away from tying the game. But he missed two tonight with no points, and there we go. We lose by four. You know, He hits one of them, and we're kicking at the end for, for the win. Um, and Rick, you know, I, I was going to call Cameron Kelly my player of the game, but you inspired me. I think Ford's the player of the game. Marshall Ferguson tweeted, the Canadian quarterbacks are undefeated when starting this year. I think it's fantastic for the game. I'm I'm actually watching BC line games because Warwick is so entertaining to me. It's a, a breath of fresh air, and I think the only downfall of it, and someone tweeted it, it might have even looked at you, that, you know, Works playing so well that he he might be uh, an NFLer in a couple of years, and and that just takes him away from from our league, and and you know it, it's too bad because I think he could he could be one of the best if he stays and, and keeps going. I agree, Dave. Appreciate the call. Enjoy the rest of the Canada Day long weekend. Cheers, Rick. Uh, brace for them calls tonight. They're going to be good, I think. Think so. Should be. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. The calls are usually good. The emails are usually good. The tweets, the Facebook messages, all top shelf, especially after a loss like this. Email from Ken. Evans, oh, Evans. He continues to show he is a first-half quarterback. We need grit and determination, especially in the second half. It doesn't matter if we do well in the first half. Show some grit and determination in the second. O and four with a sad face emoji. Back to the phones we go, and here is Todd, who's called into the fifth quarter. Todd, good evening. How are you? Not too bad. How are you doing? I'm right. What's going on? Um, just a couple points I want to make. Um, if I was, if, number one, if I was running this organization come Monday morning, uh, number one, Tommy Condell would not have a job. Um, I feel like we're watching high school football out there. We don't we don't throw the ball downfield. It's these little dump off passes, little swing out passes. It's, it's such boring football, and I don't know. It's just I don't think he's our guy. Um, number two is Evans. I'm not sure what's happened to him this year. He's taken over the starting quarterback, and he's playing like he's a third stringer. I, I believe he's. Uh, deflections you're seeing is because he's throwing the ball to a receiver that's five yards down the down the field and he's throwing the ball like 100 miles an hour so he needs to put a little bit of a touch on that ball instead of throwing it too hard 
And number three, I don't like to say it because I know everybody likes them, but I think coaching, I think our head coach might be a little bit of the problem. So why do you say Coach O might be a little bit of the problem? What are you not seeing or seeing that you don't like? Well, you can't hold on to a lead. It seems like we go into halftime, everything's looking good, we come out and then we just come out flat. To me, that's a that's a coaching issue. You're not going in at halftime, you're not making the proper adjustments. Um, it's the same thing year after year. Um, if you want to look back to our first great cup against Winnipeg, you know, we didn't even show up to that. Last year, we had Winnipeg beat, and then we gave that up. And again, this year, it's happening again. We have these leads, and we keep giving up the leads. Like, who do we conti- who do we blame? Do we want to keep blaming the players? It's got to, at some point, it's got to be, somebody's got to start looking at the coach. Well, you know, and I always say this in, in Coach O's defense, you know, this team was 15-3 and three a couple of seasons ago, so what's changed? Um, I think what's changed is when Coach O first came in, this team was already built for him. Um, he's made a few changes, obviously, with free agency here and there, shifting players, but I don't think he's built this team good enough to to compete with the better teams, and I think we're seeing it now this year. Um we feel like everybody feels like this is the team. This is the team. Well, we're seeing right now this is not the team. We're not even close. Our offensive line is still not good, and that's always that's been a problem for I want to say at least the last three years for sure. We haven't fixed that problem. Our kicking game is horrible, and here we are with a quarterback who we thought was our guy, and now is he the guy? Like, did we give up the wrong guy? Was Mazzoli maybe? Maybe was Mazzoli the guy we should have kept? Like, now I don't know because when you look back at, at our past with quarterbacks, we haven't had much luck on keeping the right guy. You want to start out with, if you remember back in the early 90s, Damon Allen was on this team, Anthony Cavillo, and so on and so on. These guys go on to be stars. You know, I don't know. I'm starting to wonder, like, it's at some point we've got to start looking at coaching. Number one, I'd be looking at that offensive coordinator. Like we need a better offensive coordinator. It's the same stuff game after game. It's like going out and watching a little high school football game. I don't feel like we're watching a professional team. Todd, who is your player of the game tonight? I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it to Trey Ford off Edmonton just because he's a Canadian. And uh, it's his first, it's uh, his first start as a, uh, as a quarterback, so I'm going to give it to him. I'm in agreement with you. Appreciate the call, Todd. Thanks for joining us, and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Okay, you take care. That is Todd exiting after making his thoughts known here in the fifth quarter, brought to you by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Leaves a line open for you to call in at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. Tiger Cats falling to uh-oh and four after a 29-25 loss against the previously winless Edmonton Elks. CHML's Facebook page, in which we're broadcasting live on. Eric says, typical Ticat football. Find ways to give games away. Trash organization with a losing culture. Tell me I'm wrong. And he goes on to say, Evans is a backup at best and always has been. You know what? I'm not going to concur that the Tiger Cats organization is a trash organization. I think what we're seeing on the fields can certainly go in the waste paper basket. But the organization as a whole, let's give them some kudos. They're, they're, the effort's there. Yeah, the, the Grey Cups have not come in the last couple of decades, but it's not for lack of trying. They've been in a few Grey Cup finals. 
this is a year that has quickly gone away from them. And again, I, I'm being honest. I don't know what the answer is. Is it changing offensive coordinators? It could be. It could be, but there's no guarantee you bring in anyone and it's going to change. But something definitely has to change on the field. This team has to find its mojo. And again, at times, it's working. Uh, But too often than not, it does not. Uh, Let's go to the Twitterverse. And uh, boy, oh boy, are the tweets flying in. Uh, Rebecca writes, hi, Rick. I know it's early and the cats are in the woeful east, but I'm beginning to faintly hear with the first pick in the 2023 CFL draft, the Hamilton Tiger Cats select, ha ha, have to laugh instead of cry. And that's the only thing. I mean, we can all cry, but it's it's a terrible kind of funny that this team is 0-4. Sue writes, pass rush is needed and O-line is still not good enough. But I do believe this can be fixed and we can win the East. Other East teams are no better despite the records. RH writes, Rick, admittedly, I didn't watch the game. How bad have our second halves been? Why can't our coaches make adjustments? Player of the game is Rick for moderating this fifth quarter. Well, thanks. I got the easy job. The hard job is figuring out what the heck to do. That's the hard job. One more tweet before we go back to the phones. Uh, This is from FM Fan. Um, whomever decided to make Evans rush all of those times should be fired. He's not a rushing quarterback. Condell will be gone within two weeks. Player of the game, Lawrence Woods, return TD. That was a great play. We should not forget about some of the great plays that happened tonight. And Lawrence Woods' kickoff return for touchdown was definitely one of them. Is it the big play of the game? Well, we'll find out a little later on. In the program, let's press, press pause for a second here. We have Dave from Stony Creek. We have Terry. We have Ken and Dylan, his son, Bob, Allen, all on the line. An armada of emails, a plethora of tweets, a long list of Facebook Live messages to get to as well. We're going to fit it all in, that is for sure, here on the fifth quarter. Brought to you by Eastgate Ford. You're listening to 900 CHML. It's where Ticats fans come together. This is the fifth quarter. Powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Dane Evans trying to lead the team to its first victory of the season. And he fakes the handoff to Sean Thomas Erlington. Keeps it himself. The ball's loose. He fumbled the ball. It's picked up. And it is a touchdown for the Elks. Dane Evans tried to run. He fumbled it. Jalen Collins picks it up and scores a touchdown in the Elks lead for the first time in this football game. And there's a minute 38 to go. And the Elks go on to win 29-25. They're now 1-3 and on the season. The Tiger Cats 0-4. And, and that, my friends, is the big play of the game with a buck 35 or so left to play. Jalen Collins, scoop and score. And the Elks upset the Tiger Cats at Tim Hortons Field in this Canada Day clash. A lot of people want to call it something else, and probably rightfully so. 905-645-3221, store 9900 to get in on the action here on the fifth quarter. Brought to you by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. We're on CHML's Facebook page, broadcasting live there as well. So you can look at my ugly mug while listening to the show. 
Um, we're accepting your Player of the Game nominations. Your thoughts on tonight's game on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at AM900CHML, and on email, rick at 900CHML. Dot com. Before I get to the phones and to the email and to the Facebook Live, uh, let's go back to Twitter just real quick. Kate Consoli has three words for all of us Cats fans. Another Hamilton finish. Nothing else needs to be said. Every single fan knows exactly what you mean and how this game went. Hamilton is now an adjective describing blowing a game. The Ticats Hamiltoned it, I guess, is how you would say it. 905-645-3221, store 9900 on your cell to get in here on the fifth quarter. Dave in Stony Creek is called in. Dave, hello. Hello, Rick. Um, I agree with you know, Todd and uh, Dave uh, from Grimsby. Um, second and four in the red zone, and you pitch out to the right to run wide side. Uh, enough said about the offense and its planning. These players are underperforming to their talent. This, there is no, like I said to you last week, there is no sense of urgency on this team. There is no energy on this team. And I don't know what you can do about it now, Rick, but it's coaching, coaching, coaching. Condell, you can go down the line. It's coaching. These guys are, do not have their ball eye on the ball. And, uh, you know, this, this is, this is a problem, uh, obviously. And, and the problem goes from, Right up. Scouting to graphics, which, you know, you can't predict them. Sometimes I agree, but it's coaching, 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 Rick. This is the problem. So are you intimating that if there is a change somewhere in the coaching ranks, this team will get better? Well, uh, you know what you I'd love to have as a coach on our team, but it's not possible. Like I said, there's not much you can do. Maybe there is. I don't know. You need a guy like Chris Jones on our, our sideline. He's crafty, ruthless. And a a guy you don't like, but a guy that will get results eventually. He's got a proven track record. I'm just saying, a guy that can really inspire his players. That's what we need. Um, Yes, 100%. I I think our players have more talent than they're showing on the field. I I really believe that. And why is that? Great question. I I don't know. They should be a lot better than 0-4, that's for sure. Right. So to me, uh, I'm, uh, you know, that's just my opinion as a humble man. Uh, coaching, I don't know what can be done about it at this point, but it's a problem. And uh, changing it, where are you going to get a coach now? Are you going to, you know, are you going to get better? But if there's a, a, a great coach out there available, think about it, maybe. Uh, yeah, I like the Mark Woods' touchdown return. I think that was probably the highlight of the Ticats tonight. And it was a great effort. He deserves my vote as player of the game. All right, I'll mark you down as a Woods fan for your vote. Dave, appreciate the call. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. Have a good weekend. You too. That's Dave from Stony Creek. That means there is a line open for you at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. We have Alan, Ken, and Dylan with his son, Bob, on the line. Guys, hold on. We're going to get to Terry, who is next. Terry, welcome to the fifth quarter. Thanks for my call. No problem. What's on your mind? Uh, thanks for taking my call. Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Go ahead, Terry. All right, thank you. Um, first of all, uh, bright spot in the season has been Lawrence Woods. No doubt about that. He has been the best Tiger Cat on the field all four games. Unfortunately, he can't win the games by himself. Uh, two, uh, I don't agree 
with uh, a number of the points previously made, uh, TICAT organization is not a trash organization. Agreed. In fact, they're a class organization, have been since Bob Young took over. Two, it's not coaching to uh, a great extent. I do believe that uh, blowing leads and losing the second half can be uh, can be caused by adjustments not being made at halftime, but the Ticats are taking leads into the second half and therefore don't need to be making adjustments. Um, it comes down to execution and leadership. I think we are lacking leadership on the field right now. Uh, Dane Evans is not doing the job for us on offense. You look to him to be an offensive leader. And seriously, defense, where is Simone Lawrence? Was he even credited with a tackle tonight? He had six, he had six tackles like tonight. He had six tackles tonight, but he's, he's, he has not been the impact player this year that he was in previous years. No doubt about it. Not, not even close. He's supposed to be a leader on defense. He is not. So, in my opinion, that's what we're lacking right now. Offensive and defensive leadership. Micah Johnson. Honestly, like, I, how many times have I heard his name being mentioned this season? I don't know if I have. He has been MIA, without a doubt. For a free agent acquisition, he has not uh, not come in as advertised. The guys that we're looking for to make plays aren't doing it. You cannot fault coaches for that. And uh, one last point. Um do not throw the ball to Sean Erlington Thomas. I love the guy. I think he's an outstanding running back, but he can't catch the ball worth a damn. Do not pass the ball to him. Um, we're not doing the job offensively in the red zone. I, how many offensive touchdowns have we scored this season in four games? Not, not nearly enough. No. So uh, – those are the points that I wanted to make. Thank you for uh, listening to me. Before we let you go, Terry, uh, who's your player of the game? Uh, definitely Ford. Alrighty. Kudos to him for uh, winning his first start in the CFL and for uh, making the plays with his feet. Um, I'm, uh, I'm happy for him. Thanks for the call, Terry. Enjoy the weekend. You too. Take care. Another vote for Trey Ford, who, uh, yeah, I agree, looked good and I think is only going to get better. Um, not only running the ball, and I think he did a darn good job of that tonight, but he's going to get better throwing the football, and that's going to be pretty scary. Email from Anthony who writes, Pathetic, worst showing of the year against the worst team of the year. I'm calling for Tommy Condell's head here. Fire the man. We need someone that can call plays and aren't causing us to throw the ball four yards behind the line of scrimmage. Also, Dane had his worst game tonight by far, not to mention he's still struggling with ball security. I see 4 and 14 on the horizon, and I don't like it at all. That email from Anthony. Back to the phones we go. Alan is on the line. Alan, welcome to the fifth quarter. We almost had history. Uh, Sergio uh, Sergio Castillo, well, how, uh, how far was that field goal attempt? It, it, it looked like it was close to 60 yards, wasn't it? F- 59 59. Okay, the the, uh, the record is by uh, Paul McCallum for Saskatchewan on October the 27th, 2001. That's 62 yards. So we, we almost had history. 
and uh, also I've been uh, I've been following the CFL since uh, the days of Bernie Filoni, Jerry McDougal, Paul Decker, and I've never in my life seen a, a kickoff from the ten yard line. That's the deepest I've seen punts from the ten yard line. I've seen punts from the end zone, but have have you ever seen a punt? I mean, a, a kickoff from the ten yard line? No, that's the deepest I've ever seen one, and it worked yeah. out for us. It worked out. Oh yeah, yeah. That's my uh, player of the. Uh, that's my player of the game. Woods, uh, Lawrence Woods. Oh yeah, definitely. He, uh, he, you know, he put put them in good field position too with his running. But uh, you know, he, that's that's a bright spot. But there's a lot of uh, negativity too. You know. I just feel bad because this was uh, they they had them in the palm of their hands. They had uh, it's defeat from the jaws of victory as far as I'm concerned. It's, yeah, know, again, it's, again, it's happened again. Yeah, so it's uh, I've been a I've been a fan since uh, way back in 1957. Since my 11, uh, I was 11 years old, and uh, they'll get through it all. They have too much uh, pride, and they have too good a team to be lying doormat for the rest of the year. That's that's my attitude anyway. We hope so. Alan, appreciate the call. Thanks for joining us. Have a great weekend. Always great to be on the line with you. Thank you. That is Alan, who has departed us here in the fifth quarter, brought to you by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Another great call. We still have uh, Dave in London, Bob and Ken and Dellen. going to get to you in a matter of seconds, but going to get to this Facebook Live message from Bruce, who writes, I really don't have nice words to say, except things need to change in the coaching end of it. I think Tommy Condell, in uh, his time in Hamilton, should be done. They say the real season begins on Labor Day. Let's hope this is true. Have a great Canada Day weekend all. Happy belated birthday to you, Rick. Wow, that's really belated. That's back in October. Uh, and as always, thanks for having the best CFL show ever. Hashtag fifth quarter. Hashtag Ticats. Hashtag happy Canada Day. And Mike writes, hire George Cortez away from the Stamps to replace Condell. Eh, interesting. George Cortez, former Tiger Cat head coach uh, several years ago, didn't go too well. And I believe, if memory serves me, only lasted one season. Uh, all right, back to the phones we go. Here is Ken and his son, Dylan, the uh, dastardly duo. Welcome to the fifth quarter. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having us. Uh, I've got myself, Ken, and Dylan's a 10-year-old uh, who's, uh, we both had season tickets now since 2017. And to be honest with you, I think the last time we called into this show was when we were beefing um, uh, the outcome uh, in that season. I can't. I don't recall exactly when it was. So we've been spoiled the last few years. We, for a long time, we've been spoiled. And, yeah, we had COVID in between, but we have been spoiled. But that being said, from a 10-year-old and, you know, a father here, uh, that was one of the poorest games we have seen in a long time. And, you know, we've been listening here to a lot of your callers, so I won't uh, – be redundant here but i will key in on a couple of things we, we they talked about leadership they talked about the offensive coordinator <clears throat> and i gotta tell you that was the most boring offensive sort of put together or plan i've ever seen i not once i was looking at the defense on the um on the uh, defensive ends they weren't tired at all i think they were they had to go for a run after the game. They, nobody pushed them deep. We were running the ball, and there was nothing underneath, even if we wanted to set up something you know, for a future play. There was none of that. Our, 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 you, the receivers were basically telling the defensive end, the ball's not coming to me, bud. Don't worry about it. That's what – I mean, it was readable. It was terrible to watch. Um, and then the other thing, too, I don't know if you guys, you know, a lot of your listeners saw, but 
we had uh, pretty decent seats. And I always like to look at the game in the game. And there was a lot of uh, the receivers were shaking their head, you know, coming back to the huddle, um, you know, where they felt they were wide open. I, that's my interpretation. There was at the end of the game, the head coach, uh, one, one or two of the players were still at uh, at center uh, at center field, and they were yapping, I guess, with the uh, the competition. And the head coach comes barreling out. He grabs one of them by the by the uh, jersey, and then he gives the old sort of thumbs backwards, like move it, get back to the dressing room. And to me, uh, as a coach in hockey, I read that as there are some major problems here uh, with this team inside that dressing room. So I'll pause there, but hopefully uh, we get through this, and I hope that some changes are going to be made And because um, I don't want to be making another call like this anytime soon. I hear you, Ken. Who's your player of the game before you go? Uh, my son says, Dylan, who is it? Ford. He says Ford. Trey Ford. Ford. Driving home. Yeah. Excellent. Appreciate the call. Have a safe uh, drive home, and uh, we'll catch you sometime down the road in the fifth quarter. Thank you, sir. That is Ken and Dylan, and that means another line is open for you at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. He's been waiting a while. Let's get to Bob, who's calling in the fifth quarter. Hello, Bob. Welcome to the show. Hi, Rick. Uh, put me down, player of the game, Trey Ford. All right. Uh, very decisive, quick with his feet. They managed him well, didn't throw a lot, but he was decisive, and he knew how to run and play the Canadian game. Uh, also put me down as um, the big problem being the offense and Tommy Condell. I mean, it's a very static offense. There's not much rolling out. Uh, Evans can be better. Um, I don't think he's giving, uh, given the plays he should be given. I watched Masoli in Ottawa last night. A lot of rolling out. He looked way better in Ottawa than he did here in the last few years. Um, I think our problems are the offensive coordinator and um, uh, the play selections and the, and the play designs and the game plans. And you can also see it in the second half adjustments. Uh, that's where we choke. And it's not the defense, it's the offense. We choke in the second half. We, we can't, 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 can't score. And uh, that's what I'm seeing. Certainly is frustrating. This offense is extremely vanilla. There's no electricity to it. Yeah, and I feel bad for uh, Evans. He's got a lot of bad bounces, deflected passes, uh, you know, and, and that the fumble tonight, um, I mean, that one's on him, but that's just one play. I mean, we shouldn't have been in that position to begin with. We should have We should have been – we should have had a bigger lead, and uh, especially in the second half. What's happening in our second half with our offenses? And, uh, again, I, I put that on Condell, like a lot of the other callers have said as well. It uh, has not been a good showing in 2022, that's for sure. Bob, appreciate the call. Enjoy the rest of the Canada Day long weekend. Thanks, you too. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Email coming in from Tom. I think the best way to watch the Cats is to turn off the TV at the end of the third quarter, record the fourth quarter, and delete the recording if the Cats find still another way to lose. Too stressful watching them blow a lead every week, dropping passes, throwing interceptions, and fumbling deep in your end. Yuck. Still only a win out of first place, though, with the East 1-9 and nine versus the West, probably 1-11 and 11 by Monday. The season isn't a write-off yet. A loss against Ottawa in two weeks, though, could be disastrous. Cheers, Tom from Guelph.
We have Dave in London. We have Jeff in Bracebridge. Guys, hang on the line. We got some um, business to take care of, some emails to read as well, Facebook Live messages, tweets. This is the fifth quarter brought to you by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. We're talking Ticat football. This is the fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Tiger Cats threatening here. Dane Evans throwing up the middle. It's a touchdown. Stephen Dunbar Jr. (laughs) The Tiger Cats with a big touchdown. They drive with the wind, and it is an 8-0 lead with a convert coming up. Well, it was looking good there, and it was looking good at halftime, 19-9. The Tiger Cats were up, and it was looking good at least midway through the third when Hamilton was leading 22-9. And then, well, you saw the rest. 29-25, Edmonton over Hamilton. The Elks picking up their first win of the season at the expense of the still winless Hamilton Tiger Cats, who are 0-4, remarkably, here in 2022. Fifth quarter, brought to you by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. We're live until midnight tonight. Taking your calls, your tweets, your emails, your Facebook Live messages. Speaking of Facebook, Brad writes... Condell has to go. The play call has been way too predictable. Would be interesting to see Dane take the earpiece out and call his own game. The defense was terrible tonight, always chasing the play, not reading the field at all. Lately, these tip INTs seem to be plaguing us like a bad penny. Player of the game, Rick Zamprin, for always showing up. Yes, finally. No, I'm not the player of the game. Colton Mason, 18, on Twitter says... Need a new OC, Condell has to go. And that is the general sentiment of tonight's fifth quarter. Rob writes, so deflating. Nobody saw this coming for this season. Norm says, 22 second half points for the Ticats in four games. And seven of those came in garbage time in Saskatchewan when the game was over. Is this team unable to finish? Mentally fragile? Coaching? Or a combination? 0-4 deep, deep, deep hole. One more tweet. This is from... Jim, who says, well, Rick, the Cats fell apart in the, in the third, right on cue. Every receiver forgot how to catch, and half the tips went for an interception, and then the fumble for a touchdown. He's got the old shaking his head emoji, palm to the forehead. I just don't know what's wrong with this team. Maybe some fifth-quarter guests know. Woods for player of the game. Uh, Lawrence Woods with four votes. Trey Ford with six votes for player of the of the game, including a vote from myself. Let's get back to the phones here at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. David London has called into the fifth quarter. Hello, Dave. How are you, Rick? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I've had better nights. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to start off with, the offensive line just fell apart as the game went on. Dean was running for his life, but... But the play calling is just absolutely ridiculous, like so predictable, like the jet sweep when they're they're in the red zone, three yards to go. Like I don't understand. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna fool professional defenses with a play like that. I thought that was the worst call of the game to be honest. And it was so predictable. We've done it so often and then and then the last play of the game, throwing the the deep ball. Like, I don't get it. We needed 10 yards. We needed to move the ball. It's third down. That's not a very high percentage, you know. I don't know. I find he took the shots when we didn't need to take the shots. And then when we need to actually do something, like Condell's completely, 
completely let a lot go this year. And I would say as well, too, like the defense. I can remember them coming out, hammering the field, energetic, ready to go. I didn't see any of that. You know? Yeah, I can't, I can't had, disagree with you. Tony had six tackles, but are they six tackles after 15 yards or games? <laughs> you know, like, I mean, the, our defensive line has done nothing. They 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 get no pressure. They I don't know if they're too old, too tired, or just yeah, no nothing. You know, I, I love your show, and I look forward to your show, especially after a loss, because something's got to wash that taste out of my mouth. <laughs> well, and, I'm uh, glad to help. <laughs> Anyhow, player of the game, definitely, and two players, actually. First off, Cameron Kelly. You can't say enough about the guy. Just incredible talent. I believe he should be replacing Simone. We we traded, we we let the wrong veteran go. We should have kept Speedy B and let Simone go. But And the, the other guy would have been uh, Lawrence Woods. Like That was just an incredible return. We needed it. They kept us in the game. I mean, without special teams, are we even in this game? Yeah, probably not, to be honest. Probably not. But thanks a lot, Rick. Have a great show. Hopefully the next time we're talking, we've got an offensive coordinator. Maybe we can lure June Jones back. Ah. Wow, that wouldn't that be something? Dave, appreciate the call. Thanks for joining us. Uh, wow, yeah, June Jones. That'd be a blast for the past. 905-645-3221, star 9900. As we reflect on Hamilton's 29-25 loss, Against the Edmonton Elks, Steve on Twitter says they got to make changes during the bye week. Minimum. Condell needs to be canned, still refuses to gain a running game. Maybe Coach O needs to go as well. This team has no killer instinct to finish games. And Peter on CHML's Facebook page says, That is not the Dane Evans I've watched for two years. This guy sucks. No confidence, always got the happy feet, butterfingers. A whole team is asleep at the wheel. There is no killer instinct. Back to the phones we go. Jeff from Bracebridge is called into the fifth quarter. Hello, Jeff. Hi, Rick. How are you? I'm okay. How about you? I'm not doing so good. (laughs) (laughs) I believe it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I agree with all the callers tonight, obviously. Um, You know, starting with Dane Evans, the guy, he looks tentative. He's he's rushing the ball. He's second-guessing himself. He just doesn't look comfortable. Doesn't look like himself. Um, you know, looking at the receiving core, I mean, every off season, you know, teams like Ottawa picking up Darvin Adams and picking up these, you know, big, tall receivers, and we do nothing. And, you know, I have to question maybe, you know, who, who we have out there on offense. Um, you know, it's, it, it's, just, it, it's disheartening. I'm a season ticket holder. I come from Muskoka every game. Diehard Ticat fan, and uh, it, it's just disappointing to watch. And on, on the defensive side, you know, it seems like a lot of passengers. You know, we get this, you know, big Micah Johnson. You know, I don't even know if he has a tackle all year. You know, it just seems like just a lot of passengers right now, and it's and it's it's frustrating to watch. And Demaglia, you know, he's missing, you know, two a game. I mean, you're a pro kicker. You know, that's stuff you see in high school. You know, you can't, you know, every time he goes to kick, it's, it's 50-50 if he's going to hit it or not. Um, just just disappointing. And, uh, Jeff, who's your player of the game tonight? I'll, I'll say the fans because I, I, I know, you know, going to, to all the games and, and, and the love for the Ticats and, uh, and just watching them lose in disappointing fashion. It is disappointing. Jeff, appreciate your call. Thanks for chiming in on the fifth quarter. Thanks, Rick. Have a good night. You too. That's Jeff from Bracebridge. 
Angelo writes, the Elks came in and played desperation football. They made plays when they had to. They created turnovers from their aggressive play. That's when their coach is all about, and the players go out and execute because they're focused and respect their coach. If you look at every other team in the CFL, there are changes. New personnel. These guys pretty much keep the same players, and that's not right. How can Mitchell not be heard in the media at all? Uh, This is a result-based situation here, and nobody says anything. Where's accountability in this organization? Why does silence equal permission? Why aren't heads rolling? Is this fair for the fans to pay top dollar to watch this debacle take place every game? Again, kicker blows another game. This is frustrating. Where's Frank Cush? These guys need to do 10 laps around the stadium. That'll make them play with urgency and passion. The way Tiger Cat football is meant to be played. Player of the game, Chris Jones. For making halftime adjustments. Big Ange with that big email. Corey's on the line. He's called into the fifth quarter. Hello, Corey. Hey, Rick. How are you? I'm uh, keeping it together. How about you? Same, same, I guess. Um, I don't know. It's kind of like last week. We're 0 4. What? Three years ago, we were 0 8. Five years ago, we were 1 11 we're just surviving until labor day every single season. I I get I get the 15 and 3 year that we set all the records. Like we we won we won some more and then we won again and we were really good and then we didn't win. And and I don't I don't care for that year. I don't care about it. There's been so many years where we've been so bad and we've been consistently bad. And we've been consistently doing the same thing all the time, fumbling away the game, interception away for the game, incomplete. I don't care if it's an incomplete pass, drive stalled, whatever it is. We are not good. We have been perpetually bad and bad and bad again. And then, and then, and then guess what this year? Guess what this year? We're bad. And I'm done with it. I'm so, done. I'm done being a season ticket holder. I'm done being sitting there in 101, sitting there going section 22, back in the old Iverwind days. Danny Mack, Danny Mack, his last three seasons of, the, of his career were 30 interceptions a season. Like, don't get me wrong. We, we have some great players, but we've been a perpetually bad team. I can't argue with it. I can't argue with that at all. Thanks, Rick, and and I'd love to hear that. I'd love to hear that because because you, you know what I I would love I would love to just win one. I would love I would love to be the two thousand and eight Calgary Stampeders with Marcus Crandall, backup quarterback. Oh, and oh, we won a Grey Cup. I would love to be the twenty fourteen freaking second year Ottawa Redblacks with Henry Burris coming off our scrap heap, and oh, we won a Grey Cup. Like, like I would just love one of those. Just one. I would love just one to be able to say we won one. We got one. We were a decent team. Our defense stacked up. Our defense stacks up against anybody for the last eight years. And you know what we don't do? We don't win. It's a head shaker. It's a head scratcher. Rick, Rick, you, you, I, I, I really like calling in and I really like talking to you. And you always, you always pose the question of, of what do you think we could do to change our team? 
And, and Rick, I'd love to hear if you said something like, what, what do you think is one thing that you could do to change our team? I think the glaring need on this team is electricity on offense and consistency on offense because we're not seeing either of those. I, li- I like the defense. I like the personnel on D. I, I like, you know what, to be honest, I like the personnel on offense. I'd change probably a couple of guys, but they need some oomph and they don't have it. I agree. Corey, who's Absolutely. your player of the game? And, 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 and whether, whether it comes from the backfield, and, and, and Speedy B wasn't the oomph. He hasn't been there in two years. Who cares about Speedy B? We need some oomph that somebody else is coming in here and giving us a spark. Yeah, give me, you mentioned Danny Mack. Give me a Danny Mack. Give me a Darren Flutie. Give me a Rob Hitchcock who's going to hit somebody in the mouth. Give me a Joe Monfort who's going to sack somebody. Give me some guys who are going to make some plays. That's what I want to see. Okay, I, I sit there. I sit there in section 101, and my cheer isn't defense or offense or come on. I cheer. I cheer. Come on, O line. And when the defense is out there, I say, do something. Somebody do something. It's just not happening. Corey, who's your player of the game? Fans. 100% fans. Because if you're showing up to cheer this 0 4 team, then you're showing up with me. All right, Corey, appreciate the call. Enjoy the weekend. Thanks, Rick. Ah, let's take one more break. We'll come back with more emails and tweets and Facebook Live messages. Wide open for phone bank. It has been jammed for the first 49 minutes, actually 40 or 50 whatever minutes we've been on already. Uh, we're on for another 11 minutes or so. And um, yeah, we'll continue to gnaw on this one. This one hurts. There's no doubt about it. 0-4 does not sound good at all. I would have never guessed that coming into this season. More of the fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford next on 900 CHML. Welcoming Ticats fans, young and old. You're listening to the fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. So here's the kickoff. It's a low one, pretty good one. It'll send Lawrence Woods back to his 40. Catches it at the numbers, runs to the inside, gets to the near hash mark. He's got an opening, gets to the numbers, and (laughs) he's not going to be caught. Lawrence Woods is bringing this into the end zone. The five, he scores a touchdown on the kickoff. Lawrence Woods, the special team's master, adds to the Tiger Cats lead before the end of the quarter. Yeah, just before the end of the first quarter, Lawrence Woods scampers 72 yards for a kick return TD. That made it 15-6. Extra point was good, 16-6. Uh, this Ticats team had it in the bag, but they fumbled away another one. 29-25 the final. Edmonton coming into Hamilton at 0-3. We'll leave Hamilton 1-3, and and the Tiger Cats are 0-4. This is the fifth quarter. It's brought to you by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with you. We're on the radio. We're on the Internet, CHML's Facebook page, the Twitterverse. Uh, Speaking of the verse, Steve says, In what universe does a coach elect to receive the ball after winning the coin toss when deferring guarantees you the wind? In the fourth quarter, and the wind is blowing at 35 miles an hour. I did not, Steve Milton and I from The Spectator looked at each other after the coin toss and thought they took the ball and did not have the wind at their back in the fourth quarter. The only thing I can think of is they wanted to get out to an early lead and maybe put the pressure on a rookie quarterback. Well, the strategy did not work at all. Um, 
Sean on CHML's Facebook page says, question, why did we not win the coin toss? Well, they actually did win the coin toss. Why didn't we take the win in the fourth quarter? Bad, bad game. Way too many turnovers. Player of the game. Woods. And the fireworks in the distance. <laughs> yes, the fireworks was the most electric part of the game. Steve on CHML's Facebook page says, Off-season personnel decisions in BC turned the Lions from a horrible team to a great team. Off-season personnel decisions in Hamilton turned the Cats from a great team to a horrible team. Go figure. Jim writes, think OC Tommy Condell needs to go. Uh, and also says, longtime ticket holder and really... The game tonight does not make me want to buy another New Jersey. By the way, what'd you think of those New Jerseys? I think from up close, I like them. From the press box, can't see a thing. Cannot, no way can you determine who is making a play. Can't see the numbers. Uh, email from Steve out in Penticton, B.C. Happy Canada Day, Rick. Well, where do we start? I truly have no idea. After yet another loss, if I hear Coach O telling us all through the media that we have all kinds of positives, I will scream, listen to that garbage all week long. Someone needs to kick serious butt on this team. No more. Uh, all this is great B.S. Uh, these players and coaches are supposed to be professionals. Lost count of all the missed tackles. No halftime adjustments by the coaching staff. Evans running around with happy feet. And again, Condell's passing plays too complicated to take too much time to complete. All is not well with our Cats, sadly. Player of the game, Ty Cats fans sitting through another horror show. Email from Lisa in Niagara Falls. Hi, Rick. I was at the game today. I was close to the Ticats bench, and it seemed after every down, Evans would go to the bench, put on his headset, grab his iPad. It seemed strange as it was not all his fault as receivers missed receptions, and we got intercepted. Brady would not be on the sidelines yelling blood, or would be on the sidelines yelling blood heck and getting his team online. Just not seeing any leadership from our QB Evans. One more for Try Dwayne in a couple of weeks, but he is on a short leash. Love the fifth quarter and keep up the great work. Happy Canada Day, Lisa from Niagara Falls, New York. Can we squeeze one more email in? We do have one more from Randy. Happy Canada Day, Rick. Wow, another indescribable mishap of the game. My holiday meal is not sitting well. An ugly, indigestible night. The Cats going in. We're 0-4 on Canada Day, 0-3 on the season, now 0-4. I hope it is not one of those 0-8 years. There is still a huge concern about the Cats' offensive line. Too many risks for Dane Evans. Too many turnovers. Countless wild throws. Some high points of the game. QB Matthew Schiltz in the first quarter series with good runs. Excellent start by Edmonton's Trey Ford and third-string QB Kyle Loxley of Edmonton. And the Cats are having trouble stopping Charles Nelson Riley. The Cats are throwing the ball under the coverage. The hanger-on offense continues, and the Cats are experts at blowing the lead again. The Tabbies have to find a way to preserve leads and keep scoring. Also, once again, missed field goals by the Cats. They're starting well, but then letting it slip away. They do not have to go for it all with 21 seconds left, just 10 yards. Also, both receivers in the same place colliding. This is an offense in trouble as the season develops. I'm not getting good feelings if they do not turn around these errors. In an unrelated note, uh, the great Matt Dunnigan needs to shave the beard. Uh, my player of the game is Trey Ford down at Waterloo in his first start. Noteworthy, uh, noteworthy cats tonight. 
Oski Wee Wee for the next game. Good night, Rick, Randy in Oakville. Well, you had your say. Let's let's take one more call before we go. This is Anthony who's called into the fifth quarter. Anthony, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, how's it going, Rick? Uh, you know. This is Anthony, the Ottawa fan. So I missed you. You know, six months of off season and uh, working Saturdays now. So uh, <clears throat> anyway, I like got to love Hamilton fans. You know, um, I, sometimes I just wonder what they're watching. Did they not notice in the off season who they lost? They lost Masoli. They saw, lost Stevie B, Jaguar Davis, uh, Jalen Atkins, the receiver in Ottawa now. Um, and a whole host of other people, and they didn't really replace them with quality people, you know. And to your point, um, the offensive uh, coordinator, Condell, they always need, Hamilton fans always need somebody, when things go well, they just, or don't go well, they just need somebody to, to pin it on and say, we got to fire him, we got to get rid of him. If it's not the kicker, it was Masoli last year. Um, but every fan base does that. you got 30 seconds, but every fan base does that. Why you cut me off? I, 30 seconds. I need more time. Well, the show ends in 20 seconds. Okay. Well, you know, um, I just I can't wait for two weeks from now when Masoli comes into town. And, I mean, you, you dissed on him last year as well. The coach was just giving him his job because he doesn't believe in losing your job to injury. And it was Evans, Evans, Evans. Evans can be rattled. Um, can't wait for two weeks. When Masoli comes in into town and uh, lays a beat down uh, on Hamilton, it could happen. Anthony, if- I gotta let you go. I'm sorry, we're plum out of time. Uh, Should have called earlier. Uh, we got to go. Player of the game, Lawrence Woods, voted by you, the fans, in our fifth quarter fan of the night, Ken and Dylan. Thank you for listening to the fifth quarter. Brought to you by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Where Ticats fans come together, win or lose. Listen after every game to the fifth quarter. Powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. The fifth quarter podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. I'm Rick Samprin. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's free, so you never miss an episode. And make sure you rate and review.